talk. Cake talk. Call us on 021-446-0567. It's 23 minutes to 10. My name is Lindsay and I'm signing in for Kiketso. And just a reminder, I'm asking for your music requests, but it's local music people. Dee says, hi, Lindsay, please play Shine On by Spirits Rejoice. I have no idea if that's South African. And these guys are looking at me blankly, so who knows? Uh, So keep those coming. And I really like this WhatsApp, very simply stated by somebody saying, love your station. Can't get better than that. Right now, though, Tim Lundy is in the studio, and we're moving on to the hiking feature. Tim, hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, we, we start always talking about the rescue work that you guys do before we get to talk about Elsie's Peak. Mm. Um, what have you been doing this week? It's been a busy week. Okay. It's been very, very busy. I was away until Saturday. Yeah. And um, on return, um, I think I'd been home probably about an hour and a half and uh, had to go into the cupboard, get the backpack out and go and help um, crews go and uh, extract a, a person off the mountain that had uh, slipped and fallen. Where about? Um, above Skeleton or on Skeleton okay. Gorge, right yes. up at the top. And Skeleton um, Gorge is, is deceptively dangerous. dangerous, I'm sure, after that rain, yeah. slippery rocks. And Skeleton Gorge has a lot of shadow in it. It's got a lot of shadow in it, and um, especially the top section is very, after the ladders. Okay, and is um, that where you found the person? Yeah, she was above above the ladders. Okay. So um, I, I wasn't there when, when they'd got to her yes. I, we were basically helping out um because they were short of crew and it was a long haul out mm. um but you know the fall wasn't actually the the main worry at that point okay um, because up top i guesstimated that it was around about five degrees wow it's very cold so compared to down here it is super super cold up there and it comes back to what we were talking about before last time we spoke it's it's no use gauging the temperature by what what you, you what you find when you leave your wherever you start from. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so it was minus five. So it, it well was, it five was, five degrees. Sorry, I went from five <laughs> to minus five. Talk yeah, about knocking yeah. off ten degrees of it just like that. Bada boom, bada bang. Um, but um, also, you've fallen. You've got an injury. You're inert. And so you're going to yeah. lose. T- you're going to lose when you st- when you cool down. You're going to sweat. and You're going to lose a lot of body. Exactly, heat. that body heat is going to is going to escape quite quickly. So I'm assuming that uh, that the first thing that you've got in your rescue team is a space blanket of some kind. Well, they've got what's called a heat blanket, um, okay. and so they they apply so that the straight away. Um, same principle, but better. Um, it basically it your you heat you, back at you, you get these things that are um, called hand warmers. Okay. When you crack them, there's a, a chemical reaction okay. that actually generates its own heat, and so the heat oh. blanket does the same thing. Oh. When you crack it, that blanket actually generates heat. Ah, oh, because I was just thinking, if you're injured and inert and it's minus five, reflecting your own body heat is not much if you've been there for a while. Correct. So, so this is some sort of process which gives you a little bit more heat to reflect back onto yeah. your body. So okay. basically, they wrap you in in the blanket um, okay. when they put you in the stretcher, and that blanket is then going to try and get your core temperature back to where it needs to be okay so how do you get a stretcher down ladders um well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there you are glibly saying put so, her on a, put her put her on a stretcher so yeah, yeah so you gotta when you do a rescue like this you've got to when the first team gets there they've yes. got to assess, assess yes what is the best plan of action yeah. um you you get the medics there and the yes. medics will then attend to that patient yes and then 
they will the medics are not hikers um they know hiking but they're not that's not yes. their expertise yes. so they will then look at the hikers and say right so they will assess mobility. get us out of here yes you yes. know we've stabilized the patient yes. you need to get us out of here what is the best plan of action oh. and so, so a it is was, it critical b is the person in any way shape or form mobile yeah okay so down generally we try not to because it is a lot more difficult yes People um, don't understand that. They think going up's the mission, but going down is tricky. Look, going up for the carriers is quite a mission, but trying to go downhill is much more of a mission yes. because you're trying to keep yourself stable as well as yes. not lose the stretcher yes. and the patient that is strapped in. And, and the stretcher and the stretcher put you off your balance. Exactly. Mm. So the the idea was then to take the patient back up the mountain because you were more than three quarters of the way up anyway. Yes. Um, but there was still a long way to go until we got to vehicles. Yes. Um, and there weren't enough carriers. You know, you, you get exhausted very easily. Yes. yes. So the decision was made to carry back to the road where the dams are. Yes, and then, and and then you get a vehicle easily up that uh, so the, we had the all path the vehicles, from Constantinek. Yes. But the vehicles can only go so far. And the carriers can only carry so far before yeah. they need to be relieved. But those are easy roads to get to. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, For I mean, the vehicles, once, very once easy. Once you're there, uh, yeah. Well, I say easy, but um, it is a 40-minute drive from Constantia Neck to the dams. Yes. Um, and it's not your average Sunday drive. Picnic. It yes. is... <laughs> Um, there's sections where yes. if you have a fear for heights, you close your eyes and just pray. <laughs> my father had a heart attack on the mountain and my mom said that the rescue vehicle, of course, just goes straight up the mountain. And she yeah. said she nearly had a heart attack because they <laughs> came down the mountain in this vehicle, yeah. you know. And as you say, it's a rescue attempt. And uh, so it, it is a different kettle of fish. But yeah. that was a good news story. That was a good news story because uh, apparently she was released the next day. So, okay. um, and and the the... Initial injury wasn't the problem mm. um, when they, you know, when, when we got her off the mountain. Yes. It was the hypothermia. Yes. Um, and I remember asking the doctor um, just before the ambulance arrived, what is the core temperature now? And it was 33 degrees. And it's normally which is about. Threatening. Uh, it's normally about 40. 30, 37. Okay, 40 is hot. I'm being doff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're 40, you're in <laughs> trouble 40, as well. 40, I'm a bit blushed here. The, the air conditioning isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40, you're in trouble on yeah. the, uh, on the okay. other end of the scale. Okay. And you said that was one of the rescues? So that was one of the rescues. And then the other one was a search on the, on the Sunday night. Um, mm. And unfortunately, nothing turned up. Um, but we basically had gone through everything and um, camera footage and put all our heads together and decided that um, it was best to call it off because we'd, we'd done everything that we possibly could have done mm. um, in the dark. And, and searching in the dark is a different kettle of fish because your, your visibility is up to 10 meters if you're lucky. And then on Monday? Monday there was Easy. N- nothing. Sunday there was, a, there was another one on Lion's Head which involved the helicopter and also... Um, extraction, so that was that was also good. So the weekend was busy. So the helicopter extraction is that very easy from the top of Lion Head? Just pop them off the top? No, <laughs> it's I a would very think the very technical. Might be tricky. Very technical. Um, I I take my hat off to to SkyMed and and the guys okay. that that um, volunteer for that kind of thing. Um, I've worked around the helicopter, but only on the ground. I haven't... Because um, there's not much room on the top of Lion's Head for a helicopter. It's there's not, not much room for the helicopter either, or in the helicopter. Yes. It's a very, very cramped. So do they literally, um, as they see in the movies, have a rope coming down and, and move the... Yeah, so they, the they'll winch. Um, winch you get, person up. 
you, you, we've got the winch on the side of the helicopter, which mm. basically then will go down. You'll, you'll lower the technical rescuer as well as the medic yeah. who will then package the patient. And then once they're ready and everything's ready to go, they will call the helicopter back. So normally what happens is the helicopter goes down, lands, waits for half an hour, 45 mm. minutes while they're stabilizing the patient or getting them ready for an extraction. And lion's head, depending on where you are, can be very, very tricky because you've got those, a lot of the rescues happen where those pine trees are, which is where yes. all the chains the are. The bottom of the chains, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's very, very tricky um, to for the pilots to, but I mean, they, they're doing an, an amazing job. It's... It's always Cause, I mean, that's, interesting to watch Because, I mean, there's them. very little... Um, mind you, there's a little f- sort of flat sh- uh, section. The, the section I know quite well is the one that you go up the side because the dogs can manage yes. that. They can't do the chains. Yeah, so you... Um, but some of that's on a bit of a knife edge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. call it the easy route, but yes. there's nothing easy yes. about lion's head. Yes, um, it gets a bit tricky in parts. Yeah, in a lot of parts. Yeah, um, I mean, if the dogs are struggling, then you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, unfortunately, lion's head is always underestimated by a lot of people. Mm. Um, and people go out and, and think, you know, there's so many people up there doing it. But mm. it is one of our biggest call-out areas because because there's so many people out there and there's so much potential for things to go wrong. Now, the person on the top of lion's head obviously made it to the top of lion's head. Did, did they I'm, have an injury that got progressively worse? I wasn't on the call, so I can't okay. tell you, you where just know exactly. It was a I just know that extraction. the person had, uh, I think, slipped and fallen, yes. and um, they were basically extracted by the helicopter. Okay, so it might have been a situation also where they also decided to go up if they were close to the top rather than come down. Well, no, when it's with the helicopter, they generally in that area they can, you know, they can extract oh, from, so they, from okay, wherever. Okay. Um, and genuinely, when it's a fall, obviously spinal injuries and head injuries are one of those things that the medics will look for first. And, yeah. and you generally don't want to move a patient if, if they can't move themselves. Yes. Um, so they, and that was a day extraction? That was probably about two and a half, three hours. In the daytime? In the daytime, okay. yeah. yeah. So, so you had two successful extractions and one nighttime search. The yeah. nighttime search has got to be monstrously difficult, though. Well, I. In any condition. I've, you know, I'm sure you've been to Kirstenbosch Gardens many, many times. Now, take Kirstenbosch Gardens, you know how many different routes and mm. paths mm. And, mm. and a maze of. Mm labyrinth of paths mm. I mean it's a and there's so many stunning. ways you can move between paths um, without too much bundabashing yeah so now mm. now do the same thing when there's nobody in the park yeah there's absolutely nobody in the gardens mm. whatsoever and your visibility if you turn your light off is probably about two inches mm. um, it becomes a, a very different place Kirsten mm. Bosch um yeah, it's quite creepy at night. And and what a difference a week makes. I mean, when you've got minus five and then yeah. uh, and or five. of course th- this I keep on doing this <laughs> ten degrees shorter. But I mean, last night it was nineteen degrees uh, in the down evening. here. Yeah, down so here. we've, we've but had even a warm if you front take today. off, uh, you know, quite a bit of of temp, uh, a one week difference, and it, it would be very different for a patient oh, yeah. in yeah, a rescue yeah. situation. Very different, and. The thing is, from from the city, you can generally take around about five to six degrees off from the city to the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. So at about a thousand meters, which is what Tab Mountain is, you can you can you can very easily take off five yeah. degrees of whatever yeah. the temperature is in the city. And most people think, well, I'm walking, I'm I'm generating heat, so I don't have to worry too much. But it's when 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 you're not. Um, 
And your yeah. bandage on your thumb, was that from a climbing um, injury? That was me being silly. And it's a, not even with your an thumb. axe. Oh, good grief. <laughs> now you're making this suddenly very, be afraid, be very afraid. So, I mean, just a reminder once again, I mean, rescue work, it's, it's about a whole group of volunteers. You just get home, you called out, and you, you mentioned up to 40 people can be involved in one of these rescues. Sometimes we can be up to over 100. Wow. Um, okay. Depending on what happens on, on the rescue and what needs to happen. Sometimes we can be searching for five days. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're searching for five minutes. How do you decide? I mean, because you, you talk about a rescue at night and you mentioned nothing about the rescue the next morning. How do you decide we've cleared this area um, and we're calling off the hunt? Is that a decision that you as a Very kind of hard. manager of the search has yeah. to make? So I'm an incident okay. commander yes. and yeah, I've I've come close to making that decision. It's yeah. not an easy decision. Yes. Yes. Um, you don't feel great about it because yes. you feel despondent because you feel like you're giving up. Yes. But you've got to keep in mind the yes. that it's not just the person that's missing. It's all the people that you've sent out to try and find those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got to keep their well-being yeah. in mind as well. Yeah. Um, not an easy de- decision to make. Um but decisions need to be made, and it's part of the job. And sometimes you have to be tough to, to get the job done, um, and and make tough decisions. But in saying that, we, we do have lots of good results, um, and those are the ones that that I like to remember. Yeah, those are yeah. the ones that. And, and and that's what keeps you going. Exactly, I mean, those are the ones that know, keep you going. Um, uh, you are energized, whether it's a good outcome or, or a not good outcome. The fact is you got there, you showed up. Sometimes it's too late some, and mostly it's not. Yeah. And I just think it's a hell of a thing that a whole group of people can can be prepared yeah. to drop everything. Well, and somebody said to me the other day, I hope you get paid for this. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, it's a sense of we incredible. Don't do it, we don't do it for, for yeah. any self-gain whatsoever yeah, we yeah. do it for me personally i do it i mean look i've been hiking since i was six years old mm. um and it's a way for me to be able to give back to the mountain what it's given yeah. me all my yeah. life yeah. um and i now know the mountain really really well even when it's pitch dark yeah um and just i also want to know that if someday that i'm in trouble yeah that somebody else is somebody not gonna else give up. is yeah. not going to give up yeah. and, yeah. and, and yeah. come and help me so it's yeah, I mean, it, it is tough. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we go out in absolutely most horrendous conditions, but it is all calculated in terms of whether we can or can't do it. Mm-hmm. There are times where the conditions are just too dangerous and it's no good if we're in danger. Yeah, How do we save somebody yes, if we yes. can't even save ourselves? Yeah, yeah. So that's the... So, of course, as you say, it's for the love of the mountain. For many people... Being rescued is, is not a consideration. You're going up there for pleasure. Those yeah. people who, who want to scale Elsie's Peak, um, tell us about that. So Elsie's Peak is a nice little walk. It's a nice family-friendly one. It's a, it starts off kind of going straight up um, from Fishhook side. And so it kind of takes your breath away um, to start with because it's so steep. But once you get to the top and the views of Fishhook and of False Bay, will take your breath away in a different way, mm, in a good way. And of course, that the, the, the view down on the, the, you know, you've got the Glen Cairn Valley on the one yeah. side and the Fishhook Valley on the other. Um, I, I tell you, I was up there a couple of years ago when the steam train still used to run yes, on the Simonstown yes, line. Yes, um, And we were up there and you could hear, the, you know, when it was blowing uh, its whistle uh, and you could see the smoke. 
Uh, it was quite a special sight to, to see. It's I, about I those, those magic moments. My exactly. brother went up there and at that uh, beacon. Yes. He, he managed to be there at a time and he took a selfie. And it, it was backlit. It was the light. And he, he looked like he was an angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the, the know, sun shines I mean, off the water yeah, behind and, you. Yeah. And so it, it, it's about those magic moments. They don't always translate well into photographs. It's about being there, isn't it? Well, that's the thing about any walk that you ever do. Um, two things. One is that you never, f- you never remember putting one foot in front of the other yeah. and, and heavy breathing and, yeah. and just going like, I hate this. Yeah. You, you remember the beautiful plant that was on the side with a beautiful yeah. flower or the stunning view mm-hmm. um, or just the conversations that you have with people when, you, when you're hiking. Um, and, and the other thing is that you never finish a hike and go, that was really rubbish. Yeah. I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel like I don't know why I did that. I've yet to come across a person who goes like, oh, that was such a waste of time. Yeah. Um, it puts you in a, in a bit of a zone that only once you've done it will you actually know what, what it feels like. I mean, it does apparently release certain endorphins in your body that are good feeling endorphins that, that you, you don't feel depressed and horrible when you've come off a walk. You feel invigorated and, and like you've done something worthwhile. Ivan, of course, via SMS says, um, are we having a hiking with Tim? We certainly are. <laughs> uh, thanks for your comments, Manny. Um, any questions for Tim about Elsie's uh, peak or if you've scaled it yourself? Uh, let's backtrack. Let's mm. go to Fishhook. And yeah. you said it, that's the access point. How easy is it to find the beginning of, of that steep incline? It, look, it is it is relatively easy. I mean, you need to. Um, my father's book, Easy Walks, has um, got it in in that description. Um, but if you get Slingsby's maps as well, it'll be in there okay, as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a church that you start from. Um, you know the, I think it's a triangle, a circle at the end of Fishhook Main yes, Road. Yes. It's just past that. There's a parking lot for the church that. It starts in that parking mm. lot. Because often most of these things, it's about knowing where to start. Yes. You know, once you're there, it's, you know, bada boom, bada yeah. bang. You just take that steep incline <laughs> yeah. up. And often it starts with a, a, a steep hustle and then it evens out. But you say this is family friendly. What about two odd hours? Yeah, it's around about two hours, depending on how long you spend up at the top. Yeah. Um, look, the reason I chose this particular walk for tonight is purely because at this time of the year and sort of for the next three months, You've got the possibility of whales in Fishhook um, or in, in False Bay. And it is a fantastic vantage point um, because you, you have such a great view of, of False Bay. You're talking about whales. Often you'd, I would think immediately of Cork Bay and those cavings. But uh, mm. all the spelunking fans have had to really reconsider that with the violent attacks. Yeah, Fishhook, is it safe? Fishhook at the moment is safe. There hasn't been anything that I know of except that cyclist, but that was more towards Nordic side. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's winter. So, um, unfortunately, these guys don't come out. Well, fortunately, they do stay at home. They don't come out um, onto the mountains. Okay, because winter is perfect hiking time. It's perfect hiking time. It's, it's beautiful um, okay. in a totally different way to what, what summer is. Yeah. But in terms of safety, um, there haven't been many reports. There was one that I um, put on Facebook this morning um, from uh, Table Mountain Safety. They had posted that apparently there's a a chap um, on Platterclip 
that is very suspicious um, and not but, to approach them. And of course, Plutterclip Gorge is such a big thoroughfare for yeah. tourismos who don't know any better. Yeah. The steps up and down. Um, okay. So but, but if they're crowds and stuff like that, generally they stay away. They yeah, don't, yeah, you know, because yeah. they... This is one of the reasons why they go into the mountain and take people out because yeah. it's isolated and yeah. it's, it's yeah. secluded and they can get on with what they want to do and they can get out of there quickly. So, so the catch-22 is you want to walk where either it's completely isolated and no one knows how to get to, including yeah. the baddies, yeah. or it's high traffic. Yeah, like and of, of which there, there are many, many routes like that. Um, yes, there have been attacks on the mountain and yes, there have been routes that have have had attacks. Um but there are over 900 different paths between Signal Hill and Cape Point. So when you look at it like that and you realize that, yeah, there are attacks in certain areas, what we need to do is advertise those areas as hotspots and so that people know they're informed before they go out that these areas are not good areas to go in and just avoid those areas and just be alert. Yeah, um, and walk and in a crowd. Walk in a crowd and just yeah. communicate. I think one of our biggest problems at the moment as hikers, trail runners, mountain bikers, is we're not communicating enough. That seems to have changed quite a bit in the last year or so. But this collaboration is really great yeah. with all these... Um, Everyone's now starting to talk together. and, and yeah. working together. I mean, we've even got um, the paragliders have done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. um, with taking photographs from above with the fires. Ah, okay. You know, when a fire starts yeah. um, in the fire season... Yeah. These guys are, they've got a, literally got a bird's eye view. Yeah. And they take a photograph and they send it to us and we then send it on to VWS. Mm. And they then mobilize teams immediately within five minutes of that call coming through. So it, it stops the fire from getting, yeah. Yeah. You know, getting out of control yeah. quickly, um, which is, is great. We need to all communicate and need to put things on social media um, that are going to inform other people that are going to use the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to tell us about Elsie's Peak before we close? The plant life is fantastic up there. Um, the gazanias um, at, at springtime, definitely uh, a must when you're walking on the path. They've already started flowering. Are they also on the mountain? I mean, On the mountain, growing naturally. Are they the natural pinks that you often see just a more, wash on the mountain or the orange? The, more the, the orange, orange okay. but they've got all those sort of markings on them, okay. the little white dots and okay. stuff. They, okay. they are quite spectacular. Okay. So yeah, the, the, so the, the fan boss is, is is lovely up there. And as with well. this heavy rain, and then it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Lovely winter heat. Yeah, it's you you're getting plants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean the mountains have definitely changed over the last month and, or two. And and you mentioned it was family friendly, so kids can dog go friendly along, as well. Dog yeah. friendly. Tim, thank you so much, and let's hope that you have wonderful good news stories next time you chat with Kiketsa. Yeah, thank you.